Many are called, but only a few are chosen. It's a calling, you know, the one you can't ignore, the one that creeps up at your door at 2 a.m. and reminds you to study for your human anatomy quiz due at 4. Welcome to Melanin Healthcare Rebranded, strategically giving you resourceful strategies to implement into your journey as a pre-med or med student. How to succeed in a Zoom class. It is 2021. The COVID-19 pandemic is still here. Most classes are online and you're likely stuck at home or you're on campus, but everything is closed. It is easy to give up, sleep through your classes, take notes later and slack off. But we don't do that here. If you're listening to the podcast, it is because you are intelligent, focused, and determined to succeed in your goals. And if you're still listening, you're in the right place. Today, we're going to discuss 15 ways to succeed in the era of Zoom. Before we begin, make sure you are following Melanin in Healthcare on Instagram. You don't want to miss. Number one, turn your camera on. I know what you're thinking. I don't want to turn my camera on. My hair isn't done. I just woke up. And now you're saying to turn your camera on? Um, yes. In fact, when you turn your camera on, it is easier to concentrate and you're more inclined to pay attention. Why? Because it feels as if the teacher is watching you. Turning your camera on reduces the risk for distraction and outside foolishness. Keep in mind to have a clean background while the camera is on. You don't want your siblings or best friends in the camera cooking pancakes. Okay, keep it professional. Turning your camera on also shows your professor that you are actively engaged in the material. It is also good if you want letters of recommendations. One of my professors stated that she had a meeting with her colleagues and they were struggling because students were asking for letters or recommendations. But the problem is the professor had never seen the students and the student never turned their camera on and never actively participated in the class. So I tell you to say this, it is important to turn your camera on, even if the professor doesn't require it, still do it. It will help you in the long run. It can be very scary and intimidating at first, but you can certainly do it. You get bonus points if you turn on your camera or everyone has theirs off. Number two, go to your professor's virtual office hours. Most professors have virtual office hours. Depending on the teacher, most of them will have their Blackboard hours in the Blackboard syllabus. If so, try to go at least once a week or every other week. Even if you don't have a question, ask a question you already know the answer to. For one, this is beneficial for you to stay on top of your education, making sure that you are focused and too, because one day you're going to need a letter of recommendation. And if you are the professor, excuse me, and if the professor has not seen you outside of class, it will be very hard for you to get the letter of recommendation that you so desperately need for medical school, dental school or whatever other school you're going to. 
Also, depending on your professor, they may offer you opportunities based on the fact that you attend their office hours. You remember the old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know? Well, to be quite honest, it is partially true. Also, if you truly do not understand the material and you're shy to ask in class, virtual office hours are perfect because it's just you and the professor or it could be you, the professor, and a small group of students. Either way, it is better than having about, you know, 30 to 70 students in a class. The best way to make the most out of office hours are asking specific questions. For instance, instead of saying, I don't understand the entire lecture, ask specific questions from the lecture so the professor can break it down for you. Also, Another thing about office hours, try to schedule an appointment ahead of time because nine times out of 10, your professor has many classes they are teaching and it is not easy for them to remember all of your names and faces. Don't take it personal. Another thing about office hours, try not to stay too, too long. Your professor may get a little irritable. If you really don't after. If you really don't understand after they have continuously broken it down, go to YouTube. YouTube is honestly everything in 2021. Most lectures are up there depending on the class. Also, if you're unhappy with your grade, it is most appropriate to talk to them during office hours. This may seem like common sense, but my goodness, you'd be surprised at how many times students will ask the professor in class in front of everyone, only for the professor to embarrass them. Don't let this be you. Do you want to be the victim of embarrassment? If not, then go to your professor's office hours and stop the madness. Just kidding, but no, seriously. One last tip for the office hours, if you're unable to reach a professor directly, go to the teaching assistant office. I understand most professors or some professors may not have a teaching assistant, but if your professor does, consider yourself lucky. This will also be beneficial because usually the teacher assistant is a graduate student working for the professor. The teacher assistant is beneficial because she may have different methods of teaching or he or she than the actual professor. Number three, ask questions during class. Even if the question may seem silly or redundant, make sure you are asking questions in class. This is beneficial because you are actively engaging in the class and because it gives you a better opportunity to learn and understand the material. One key thing is to try to be specific in your questions so you're not rambling. Another key trick is to ask your professor to repeat something and make sure they see that you are writing it down or typing it out. I notice that when you do that, they notice that you're paying attention. In the era of Zoom, it is easy to fall off, sleep, and take notes afterwards, but when teachers see that you are trying to keep up, they take note of that. In fact, there have been studies that states that knowledge is not so easily retained and when you only listen to a person talk. It can be less easily retained when there is no social interaction or emotions involved. 
This is a common problem with lecturers now in the age of Zoom. But it is proven that students learn better when they are actively engaging and have excitement. In fact, when you begin to ask questions, more students become actively involved, according to studies. Also, it is important to ask questions while on Zoom because sometimes professors make mistakes. You see, professors are humans just like you. So let's say you're in a math-related class and the professor says the answer is 30, when really the answer is 45. If you use 30 on the study guide, you may get the answer wrong on the test, all because you didn't ask a question. Asking questions also provides clarity because sometimes it can be a language barrier between the professor and the student. Also, remember, this is your education. Whether you want to believe it or not, you are paying for it out of pocket, even if you have student loans because, honey, you're going to have to pay for it later. Try to make the best out of it. It is very discouraging for professors who have been teaching for 30 plus years to have a group of students who have no questions. No questions sometimes can imply that you're not interested, even if this is not the case. So ask questions. You will thank me later for it. Also, another trick is to ask questions via email. This really works. I will tell you a little secret of how to send the perfect email. Are you ready? Okay. You say, hello, Dr. So-and-so. How are you doing? My name is Ivy, and I am in your so-and-so class. I am enjoying this class, but I have a few concerns. I really did not quite understand section 2. It is very complicated and I tried to use YouTube but I am still confused. Could we please discuss it? Thank you so much, Ivy. With this email, the professor is more inclined to help because you gave her a compliment, you greeted properly, and you expressed your concerns in a proper way. This will win their favor over. Here is another trick. After you get the help you need. So let's say you sent this email. The professor has responded and maybe they respond over email about the question or they set up office hours. This is what you do. You have to send another email. In this email, you write in the subject line, thank you for your help. Or just put help. And then you say, hello, Dr. So-and-so. Thank you so much for helping me out. I finally understand section two. I appreciate all that you are doing. This may sound over the top and silly, but let me tell you a little secret. Being a professor is a hard, serious job, and sometimes they feel underappreciated and writing them that letter really makes their day, especially in the era of Zoom. It really shows that you are dedicated and serious, and it will easily distinguish you from other classmates. Trust me, it really works. If you do not believe me, try it yourself. Please do not wait till the end of the semester to do this. It will only hurt you in the end. Number four, try to read the lecture before class. If you have enough time, try to read the lecture before a class. The benefits of this are inevitable. For one, you become naturally ahead. 
you get to make the most out of your class time. It is easier to fall along if you are reading the lecture ahead of time. Also, you get to determine what importance and what is garbage. Psychologists say that if you have said something seven times, you will remember it forever. I'm not saying to read the notes seven times, but I am saying make sure you actively involve yourself so that you can remember the material easily. Another benefit of reading notes before class is so that you can actively participate when the professor is asking questions. Most questions do have participation points, most classes. So if you have read the notes ahead of time, it gives you time to participate and actively engage during class time. It is also a sign of respect. Lots of professors spend hours crafting notes. Reading ahead of time shows that you respect your professor and that his or her class is very important. Number five, if possible, Try to leave your bed and sit at a desk. The Zoom era has made it easier for us to slack off and sleep during class only to cry that you've missed the entire lecture and you gotta get it from your friends. I am a student just like you. I know it can be very hard to actually pay attention. Challenge yourself. If you can, leave the bed and sit at a desk. If you do not have a desk, sit in a location where it is not your bed, such as the kitchen or a dining room table. I understand. This may not be realistic for students who live with multiple people. Another thing, sitting at a desk allows your brain to be more focused and therefore receive better grades. Number six, wake up 30 minutes before your class. Waking up 30 minutes before class allows you to take time for yourself. Maybe you can engage in prayer, meditation, a 10-minute workout. Waking up allows your brain to stay focused on the bigger picture. Number seven, if possible, take notes either before or after class and try to listen to your professor. I know that it may be not possible, but if possible, try. Taking notes can be very hectic when taking notes during class. If the professor has uploaded notes already, try to write them down before class and then while you're in class, you can add any additional notes if possible. This is great because it allows you to properly understand the material. In fact, there have been studies that said if you take notes while in class, it may be harder to retain the material because you cannot be everywhere at once. Taking notes after class is also beneficial because when writing down the notes, you will be less likely to forget the study material. Number eight, one of the most important in my opinion, find a study partners. Study partners can really, really save you. What if you get sick and miss the entire lecture? Who are you going to ask? Your study partner. Study partners need to be an equal balance of giving and receiving. It is an accountability partner. You both hold each other accountable for the same thing. If you happen to miss a lecture, you get to ask your study partner for the notes. The best way to utilize a study partner is by setting up weekly or every other week where you two get on Zoom or FaceTime and study material together. One key tip is to make sure you understand the material before you schedule a time with your study partner. 
If you do not understand the material and you do a study session, it will not be easy because you cannot expect your study partner to teach you. Study session is for review, not teaching. Study session is for review, not teaching. A study partner should hold you accountable and motivate each other. Also, it is great to share resources, but please make sure the relationship is not one-sided. You don't want to be the only one who's giving the resources, the only one who's helping the other, and maybe a study partner never comes to class and she's always like, what do we do today? No, 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 no. If it becomes that, you have to drop the study partner or find another one because that is not a study partner. That is an abuser. She's using you. No, no, no. Don't. Don't fall for it. If so... It is time to find another study partner. It is important to note that you may not find a good study partner in every class. Just be patient, please. Number nine, start a group chat to get help. In every class, you should make sure you have a group chat. A group chat is important to keep track of important dates that you may have forgotten about. Or let's say you're at work or at the store and your Wi-Fi is down, making it hard to access your courses. You could easily put in the group chat that you have trouble finding and ask if they could send you their notes. A group chat is also important to build bonds with students who are in your classes. These are your colleagues and who knows, one day you may need them. Try to build relationships with your classmates. Remember that sometimes it is not what you know, it is who you know. You may need them down the road. Number 10. Set your quizzes and assignments on a calendar. This is self-explanatory. Use Google Calendar to write out all of your classes and all of your assignments to do and then put a reminder on them so that you do not forget. This is super important to stay motivated. It only takes about 10 minutes. Do it in the beginning of the semester and it will save your life. Number 11. When feeling unmotivated, spend at least 10 minutes working out. 10 minutes of high-intensity workout can really boost your energy. Even if you're at home, you can do 2-minute jumping jacks, 30 seconds of running in place, then a 5-minute ab workout on YouTube, and boom, you are ready to go. This sounds cliche, but that 2 minutes of jumping jacks will have you energized for the rest of the day. Seriously, I don't do this all the time, but for the most part, I will work out right before it's time to study. You can also work out in between your studying. This also increases energy. Studying takes a lot of mental energy. Mental energy mixed with physical energy spells a straight-A student. Yes, ma'am. Number 12. Create a Google Calendar. Throw your paper journals in the trash. As stated before, a Google Calendar will save your life. All you have to do is Google. Google calendar and you will find it make one for your entire semester put all of your classes down your assignments and check it every day number 13 in the find a creative outlets in the era of zoom it is easy to get caught up in classes and trying to catch up because you were not paying attention this semester 10 creative outlets include journaling, gardening, 
learning new languages, tutoring on various websites, arts and crafts, making a podcast, starting a YouTube channel, making a new recipe, making a new friend virtually, walking in nature. Do not lose yourself in school. It is overwhelming, especially in the era of Zoom, but you got this. Find something that makes you happy. Personally, I journal every day. I podcast, and now I am learning new languages. I am starting off with Spanish and Swahili. You have to find a creative outlet so you don't get burned out so quickly. Treat this as if you were really on campus. Number 14. Have breakfast before class. Get up at a certain time. Make pancakes. Get up early. Go to Zoom class. After Zoom class, review your notes. Then work out. Develop a routine as if you were on campus. This is very hard at first. I get it. I will not sugarcoat it at all. But you can make it happen. Number 15. One of the most important ones. Take care of yourself. Take self-care days. It is super easy to get burned out and boggled down. Take a self-care day if needed. What exactly does self-care look like? Self-care could be laying in bed all day. Self-care could be exercising for 30 minutes on and 5 minutes off and 30 minutes again. Self-care could be going to the park. With your mask on, of course. Self-care could be getting your nails done. Whatever you do, take a day off. A lot of times your body will literally shut down if you don't take a break. Did you know that stress can make your body shut down? Well, that is the end of this episode. To recap, surviving Zoom classes require adaptability. Sometimes we easily lose it, but we must not forget why we started. Do you realize that one day you will be a doctor, a dentist, a pharmacist, a psychologist? It will all be worth it. Success is yours, but you must work for it. Do not give up. Keep going. And if you're looking for a sign, this is it. Thank you for watching number episode 6. And for more education, inspiration, and representation, stay tuned for episode number 7.